We are back old school, the new school version. Kenny Wilhite, Jay Foreman, Austin. Brought to you by the Mercado Certified Piedmontese Special Ingredients Butcher Shop. 84th and half lock, every type of meat, every type of cut. Supposed to be 70 degrees with a high of wind of uh, five miles an hour. So you need to go down to the Mercado and stock up. Kenny over there has been getting burgers over there. That day they're looking real good on the grill. Somebody in this room want to bet that he, I, I, you know what kind of burger I'm going to get from Kenny Austin? What kind no. of burger are you getting? What kind? I'm going to get a double stack. <laughs> Here's what I want. Okay. I want the Hawaiian buns. Okay, Hold on. Is, they don't sweet. They have sweet. those at Red Robin. Oh, dang. I should have made you. I should have had you cook. Yeah, we're going to Red Robin. My Red bad. Robin. Yeah. You get bottomless <laughs> fries. Bottomless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got a monster are, burger are over there. you pouring the seasoning on the fries? Yeah. Yeah, the seasoning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's, okay, no, they sure. have the monster I, burger. That's yeah, I don't want them pouring on because sometimes they be getting deep. No, they you pour it. your own seasoning yeah. on it. But they got the monster yeah, we, burger. Yeah, they get the monster burger. So whenever, but, whenever you're free from basketball, let me know. But, you matter of fact, you know what? We're gonna do that before you before you take off. We got it. I'm gonna yeah. do we, we definitely gonna do it before. I leave. Yeah, that's a good time. And I'm getting and I'm getting unlimited drinks. It, it eliminate. Anyway, Kenny Will Hike J Foreman. We are back. I, you know, one of the things the draft was good this weekend. Kenny was able to take uh the sons and a friend down there, I think. Had a good time, got to experience the uh the NFL experience, which you get to go through like the gauntlet of of, of, of bags and stuff like that. I'm sure it's a Good way to wear 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 your kids out, but you know we had Nebraska players in the draft. We had two drafted, um, multiple signed, you know, as free agents. And obviously, after every draft, you know, where people are were used to, you know, guys getting opportunities and being, you know, draftable players. You know, the question is, you know, when is Nebraska gonna, you know, start recruiting NFL ready players or NFL potential players? My feeling is this, and I want to see if you agree with me or not. Even at Alabama, okay, and Georgia, yes, they are starting with a um, painting by Picasso that's three-quarters done. Mm-hmm. You know, probably nine-tenths done. Every kid that comes to any university has to be developed and get better. So at Nebraska, it's no different. Now you might have to, you know, it might take a little bit longer you might have to really look a little different places and shake some trees and so forth and so on. But the finished product that you walk out of here as is not the finished product that you come in as. I think the biggest thing is, and this is all the way back to two or three previous staffs, the guys seem to be really good as freshmen because they were new, the new car syndrome, and then they left as the same type of player. If you want to get more NFL players and have more consistent winning teams, you have to put a big emphasis on development uh, on the field, off the field, and character because that's what's going to keep guys motivated and um, thirsty for knowledge to know the game. And so once you start doing that, then you start winning. Then you'll start to see guys getting drafted. You'll be like, dang, I never would have thought that dude got drafted. Mm-hmm. See, this is also what players don't understand. NFL teams like drafting players from winning programs because – it's not because you're better than, you know, you could have two Kenny Wilhites, one at Nebraska, one at Iowa State when Iowa State was around. Iowa State wasn't very good. Both the same player, height, weight, speed, size, stats are just, say, within, you know, you know, range that's not that big a deal. They like it because they view it as being easier to get you ready to play. You've been in more big games. They assume you've been coached better. They assume you something 
there was a reason why you went to Nebraska from the get-go. So as you come to the NFL, regardless if you were going to the Detroit Lions at that, that time was a bottom feeder or the San Francisco 49ers at the time that was the, the creme de la creme, they feel, view you as more NFL-ready. So the better the team, more guys that get drafted. Um, the more um, knowledge they can gain, gain about the draft process. I think some guys that left early didn't have good good advice. They didn't listen to the right people. We talked about this. No, not me and you, but DP last last year with some guys that declared. You know what I'm saying? This mm-hmm. is even before there was any coaching changes. Um, exhaust all your eligibility, especially with NIL. The zest for turning pro early is not needed. And to be honest with you, they say in some cases, I think more in the NBA, the age thing could hurt. NFL not so much because you see a lot you'll see a lot more 24 25 year old rookies because of covid and sometimes parents earlier on in their academics hold them back hold them back and the harsh reality of the NFL 6 out of 10 7 out of 10 don't last more than 2 or 3 years anyways so your age doesn't mean anything you're not even vested you're not really you're you're really you know trying to find your way in footing in the NFL. It's not just because you get drafted doesn't mean you're going to be there for eight years. So come out of college, gain all the knowledge. Obviously, it's a little bit of you know change in your pocket for an NIL, and be more mentally and physically and emotionally ready. What's your thoughts on that? Well, as a as a guy that was the pro, pro liaison, you know, I got to hear the conversation. Hear the conversation. Yeah, so you know, you know, mm. I mean, correct? Am I in outer space or I'm somewhere no, in, the, in no. You know, some guys listen to bad advice. Right. Again, some guys left because of relationships wasn't there. Sure. You know, and, you know, I always told them, I said, hey, I don't want to be in the middle of it. You know, it's between you and whoever you, and got, whoever issues. you got issues with. Go talk to them or you, your parents, and that person. Y'all sit down, talk, and y'all iron, iron that out. And then. You know, the guys that went early and they got drafted early, you know, I thought they were ready. Yeah. Now, when I visit with the scouts, they'll tell me, I'll relate a message, and that's on the kid and whoever his parents, he, his parents or whoever he's listening to. And I always told him, I said, I don't make those decisions. That's between you, your parents, and that guy that sat behind that, that glass door, whoever he was, y'all have to sit down and, and, right. and talk about that. I'll send out evaluation on, to the NFL. They'll send it back. Most of them said, come back. It didn't say first or second round. It always said, come back. So they took it upon themselves to to make that decision. And the ones that, that left early, I mean, we've had a lot of guys get free agent deals and have latched on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, But I think some guys have made bad decisions, right. listened to bad, bad advice. But, again, I'm never going to tell anybody – was right Nothing. for them because yeah. that's between, like I said, that's between them, their parents, and whoever they need, you know, to, to visit with about it. Um, we've had two drafted this year. Right. Um, the two, yeah, you know, I thought it'd be three or four, right. you know, with, you know, Travis and uh, Garrett, but I think Travis and Garrett will do well. You know, I think the yeah. teams that they're on, they'll do well. Right. Um, Trey and uh, O'Shawn, and we'll see where it, we'll see where it goes. Even Chris Glarvick got a yeah, you know, a, a mini camp. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, Oliver Martin, Oliver Martin, and, and then and the long snapper. The long snapper. I texted yeah. him last night, told him congratulations. Yeah, he was one of the ones. So 
let me quit real quick. So junior day, mm. it's the same day as pro day for the guys that are leaving. Well, he didn't show up. Right. So I make sure they're there and they, all they do is do a questionnaire, hide and wait. And, 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 and that's in the wonder look test. Well, he didn't show up for junior day. So I approached him and said, Hey, are you interested in giving the NFL a shot? You know, cause they always ask, is he, and he said, well, I don't even know if I'm going to start. That's what that, that was. That was last spring. Mm. And then I asked him again this year because I did a bio sheet for every kid with personal information to right. hand out to the scouts when they came. And he said, you know what? I may be interested in it. So I did a bio sheet for him. And then he texted me uh, about pro day. And I was like, I, you know, I'm no longer with the program. Right. You got to go. I said, but I, but I wish he said, well, I don't even know if I'm, he, he, at first he didn't know if he wanted to take part in pro day. But I said, what? You, We're going to hurt. Well, it's not going to hurt you. So he did it. And then, uh, you know, the kid got a, a shot. And so yeah. we'll see how he does. But it's it's crazy how from year know. to year you never know what these kids are thinking, where their minds is. And, and then I, I I said Oliver will test out the water. So we'll see how he does where he's where he's at. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, the, what people don't also think these kids don't understand. Already being on a four and eight and a three and nine team before that, you got a, a negative, yep. a double negative. That's a double you, negative. Right? But then also what they don't evaluate, and and I and everybody's a victim of this. If somebody, if a, if somebody, if an agent or a scout comes, and most likely an agent is telling you, "Hey, this is what I'm hearing." Mm-hmm. Just say, "Hey, you know, Austin, you know, I'm hearing any anywhere from second to fifth round." Well. Ain't nobody thinking I'm I'm turning pro because I'm gonna be a fifth round pick. I can tell you that they mm-hmm. thinking like I can you know bust it out at the combine. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I've already got good enough stats. You know, I'm gonna go second round. Well, the harsh reality is you always got to be prepared and be okay with going with the lower end and possibly I always call it the red alert. That means after what you know they potentially tell you. Does that apply to Trey Palmer? If you tell Trey he's going in the sixth round, does he come back? Uh, probably more like more than likely, but no, this no. He was no. gone anyways. Yeah. No. And again, it's circumstances that people don't know that yeah. Trey has. And I, you look back at Malik Collins, for example. Yep. Yep. That was a good one. He, he thought about it and thought about it. And, and when he told me what he was going to do, you know, I thought about his situation. He, yeah. he had, he had, he had obligations that he had to, take care of take care of meaning, and you got to respect him meaning family yeah so i re- i respected him for i mean a lot of guys on the staff on that staff didn't like the decision yeah. again i i'm never gonna right but malik was a was, again, he, he wasn't a dominant but, player he's a very good player you you knew that he was going to be in the nfl at some point and he's done really well yeah, I, me and him me and him text all the time and you know he yeah. texted me the other day and told me congratulations yeah. on, on the new job but he, he's a guy Again, there are circumstances, Trey, circumstances. And then, not to speak for Trey, but the relationship he had with a certain coach. coach yeah. You know, that 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 bond, that yeah, was figured. not going to be. It ain't going to be re- re- replicated. It ain't going to be yeah. replicated. So, yeah. with that coach not being involved, he, he, he wasn't going to happen. Yeah, and he wasn't going to go anywhere else. No. And then, you know, sometimes with a lot of these guys, they don't really take a look at how many guys that are probably going to be drafted at their certain position. Right. And so 
and then you got to think like always, you know, there's going to be a few juniors that people are going to fall in love with or some, or, you know, they kind of come on the scene, some small college kid that kind of worked his way up. So then, so then you're, you're, you're not getting, cause the agent isn't telling you that. No. Right. And so now then sometimes I think you're making uninformed decisions. And then anytime you're getting real information, you look at it like this dude is hating. Mm-hmm. Well, here's a perfect example, right? Cam Taylor Britt and Cam Jurgens. They decided to leave early. Now, granted, they've been in college, I think, four years because of COVID totally. and all that stuff. Both of them were very good players, NFL players. Cam Jurgens even said, if it was if if the relationship with, with a coach wasn't so bad, I would, he would have came back. But also, Cam, there was only a few centers that were going to be drafted that year. And Cam was right behind Linderbaum from Iowa. So then teams that need centers, right? And thinking of drafting an athletic green center and green meaning he's only been playing center for three years and we can mold him. And he's a one of the problem. If he's not the best athlete playing center, as far as like running height, weight, speed, and all that, he's dang near close. Yep. And then the Linderbaum who's was thinking like, he's a first round center. Well, then that's when you do come out. Even if you aren't technically ready, Cam Taylor Britt, you come out early because there's not a lot of draftable corners. And there's always a need to draft corners because there's so many dang receivers running everywhere. And he's a willing tackler. He has, even though he'd struggle at times, he has special teams ability. You know what I'm saying? And down the stretch, right, of his of that last season, he put together a good game against Purdue and had a few games after that Wisconsin game that was good. So then, yeah, he goes. Well, then you look at this year, right? Look how many first-round corners there were and second-round corners and third-round. And fourth round corners, it's not a good year to wait another year because even though Cam Taylor Britt went second round, he's still that great player. He comes out again, he might go a little bit later, right? Then you look at the centers, the amount of centers that were drafted or interior linemen drafted early, right? It's different than the year before. So you have to, it, it, it's a science to it. And you got to make sure, I always say this, you got to make sure you have somebody that they can talk to that's not associated with the program, but then also they got to make sure they have somebody on the staff that's willing to actually kick it to them strength wise, truthful wise. But then if they go off the rails and de- declare, then that's just these kids right now. Cause they, they do a lot of hearing. They don't want to listen to anything else besides what they want to hear. And it's crazy. He said it. It's the same with recruiting. If I'm a, it's, whatever it's, position, right. It ain't no different. I'm going to ask you how many guys you bringing in at my position. I'm gonna look at the roster, see who's there, and what year, what year they and are, who played, and who played. Yep, you gotta take that in consideration. Now, a coach can a coach can say, "Hey, you come in, you do what you're supposed to do, you're gonna play," but you don't ever know. You right. you don't know what 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 what's gonna happen. Or they can they can say, "Hey, I guarantee you're gonna play as a freshman. I guarantee you're gonna play whenever transfer, whatever." But if you look at that roster, you got twelve corners on the roster. Where where do I fit? I ain't playing no time soon, right? If you got 18 receivers on the roster, I ain't playing no time soon. Right, and you can't assume that you coming from high school or JUCO or transfer portal that all of a sudden you're going to be better than 18 Power 5 Division One athletes. No, there may be half of them. Well, half of them, but you be in the room. Right, but, but you ain't going – you ain't going to just jump. You you ain't got gonna, two, exactly. If you, if you got two guys that started a year before – Yes. You're gonna to have to move hell to hell to high water to get them out of there if if they have any competitive bones in yep. their body. You want to hear a funny story about looking at the roster, Kenny? When I was getting recruited, 
here's a funny story. I'll tell you this. And, and this is funny as heck. This is how things can change by the time you get to Lincoln. So, you know, my recruiting story was I wasn't my wasn't highly sought after. And then I, you know, played against Lane Kiffin, had a really good game. And next thing you know, I'm, you know, I'm on Nebraska's radar. So they start sending you stuff, right? You know, they start sending back then it was a media guy. So they sent the one from before 93 year. And then they sent or 92 year. And I've probably seen you in there. And then they had mm-hmm. 93, right? And I remember looking at, you know, this is when Coach Brown was trying to tell get me to look at like wing back. And I know they had uh, <laughs> what's his name, Corey Dixon was leaving, CD. and then they had Mar- uh, Abdul. Abdul who was younger, R- Reggie Cluster, Ball, Reggie Cluster. Ball. I was like, okay, yeah, but then I was like, I ain't rolling on the ground for nobody. Then you look at the running backs, and I saw Lawrence play, and I was like, man, look, he a freshman from California. I know I ain't getting because nobody was going the pros earlier. So at the worst case scenario, I ain't seeing that field for two years, probably three, and I could tote the pill. But homeboy look next level. Okay. So I'm cool with that. And I remember, and then I'm like, okay. And then at this time, coach, like Coach Sam, Coach Sam might have thought that he had me as a linebacker. He ain't say nothing to me. So I'm thinking, looking at the DBs, I'm saying, uh, you know, Mike Manner. And I was like, yeah, then I didn't know that he had torn his ACL. But then, you know, like, was it John Reese? And they were leaving, mm-hmm. Kareem Moss. And so yep. I was like, oh, okay, I'll redshirt and I'll, you know, I'll get in the mix. Right. I ain't no big hitter. Tony Veland was moving over there. Mm-hmm. You know, all this stuff was happening during the spring. Then I get to the defensive line. I will never forget this. And I saw Christian Peter in there. And he was 6'2". He was listed in the media guy. 6'2", 330. Face all fat. He had that weird-looking mustache. And I will never forget. And I was sitting with my, with my best friend, Jamal. And we looking, you know, paging through all of them. I said, man, look at this dude. I said, he on scholarship. I'm like, man, he fat. He's six two three thirty, and he ain't never played before. You know what I'm saying? I say, he, I say they need to. I'm sitting there thinking they need to cut him. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll go to Nebraska if they keep fat dudes like this. <laughs> I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Right. This is what I'm thinking. He was not. Hold fat. on, hold yeah, on, okay, Kenny. Okay. At that point in time, at the, he was fat to you. Well, he was fat. Right? Now he might have been yoked up, but yeah. he ain't look. He ain't look like Perella uh, yeah. and all them other dudes I've seen in yeah. the in the media yeah. guy because you know Perella, he was all yoked, yoked up. up. And so we get down here, we go through freshman camp. And then by this time, uh, Coach Steele is coaching me because mm-hmm. I was going to play Sam, but he didn't have a linebacker. So we they had introduced us to weights, and that's when I was blowing through that weight room and chilling, right? <laughs> so, but then the, so then we got a day off, and then the, the, the varsity comes in, or the older guys come in. And so we had our meal. And so, you know, I was like, hey, I'm going to eat early before these dudes come in. Because, you know, first of all, like, my uncle's like, man, you ain't getting punked. Like, you could, you do you what you need to do, but ain't nobody gonna punk. Mm-hmm. So we all chilling there waiting. It's me, Mike Rucker, Octavius McFarland, Grant Wish, the whole freshman class there. Man, I see this big old white dude come through that <laughs> damn thing. Thing I'll never forget. He had some uh, white high top. They had to be like Nikes or something. Socks, jean shorts that was cut like Daisy Duke. Yep, and uh, uh, in, in a pink Gold's gym. Um, tank top. Tank top. I will say it had to be hey. a tank top. And you know he was probably tanned from being outside running. And homeboy was yoked out the gills. <laughs> and, and hey, and I was like, damn, like who is this cat? Right? Because I seen Troy Dumas. I like, yeah, yeah, I got to get in the weight room. Right? Mm-hmm. Now that's no big deal because we linebackers. And he came over and he was punking all of us. He's he's giving <laughs> rough the business. You were talking junk to Kenny Cheetah. That's Christian Peter. And all everybody. And I'm sitting at the end. 
And he's like, what? The, he's like, what the hell are you looking at? He's just going off on me. I said, man, who the hell are you? I said, you the weight coach or something? <laughs> right? Because mind you, I ain't never seen none of the weight coaches because uh -huh. I was supposed to be weightlifting. I just walked right past them. I gave yourself away. Right. So I ain't seen none of them. You know what I mean? I, I was like, man, who the hell are you? The weight coach? He was like, nah, you dumb. Dun -dun -dun -dun. He's like, I'm Christian Peter starting those tackle. And I was like, I remember calling my boy from the dorms. You know, he was over at Able Dorms. I was uh -huh. like, dog, remember that kid, that dude we seen? I said, man, he 285. A homeboy yoked up. Now we go to the first meeting. And and so this is when I'm transitioning from Coach Steele to Coach Samuel because playtime's over. Now you got to go with your linebacker, mm -hmm. which was the uh, defensive ends and out, it's Sam linebacker, which is outside linebacker, what I played. So I had to go to the meet, new meeting room. And Coach Sam was long-winded. The first meeting. He is. Hold on. He, he can be So everybody else, like Tavy and all them, everybody, all the freshmen got their seats. He talking to me like, I'm like, dog, I need to get my seat. So right before T.O. goes in, I go in. There's one seat open. One. Next to Christian. Next to Christian. And he sat on the end. I got in there, and he put his arm around me. I was like, dang. <laughs> Just my luck. Just my luck. I got sitting next to this dude all year. Thanks for nothing, Coach Sam. And he put his arm around me and stuff like that. I was like, man. I don't know. I I I I might not make it. I was thinking. I was like, you know what? I might not make it. This might, you know, what this football thing might not might be, be cut out. Might be cut out. But it me. was cool though, man. I mean, and then it ended up working out. Christian, you know, you know, obviously as I played the next year, you know, he kind of protected me or whatever, and it, you know, so after that, but you know, you had to earn your stripes and stuff. But whew, that first that little interaction, kitty. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I was about hey, what take no bus on? I was like, Dad, you need to come because you, you know, want to take no get, bus on. No, you need to come get come me, get man. You. <laughs> yeah, man, these dudes out here acting crazy, man. It's just way too much. Hey, that's that's how it was. But I adapted, and that, you know, the rest is history, man. So that was a little, uh, you know, down memory lane. We're gonna take a short break, then we're gonna jump into this NBA playoffs. We're gonna we we gotta redo our picks. Kenny's got his picks. He's way ahead of me. I gotta reevaluate, get my stuff together. Uh, we're going to jump into the NBA. We're going to talk about all different types of legacy stuff like that. Jay Foreman, Kenny Wilhite, uh, Old School. We'll be right back.